Hey friends, welcome back to Cup of Coffee with Jesus. I'm your host, media pastor Phaedra, and can I just say I have missed you guys. It's been a few minutes since we last talked with you guys or dropped the episode. Um, but you know, life be life and as I like to say, uh, but we're back and we're excited to give you a brief I like y'all see how I went up with that brief, a brief word from the Lord. Um, but before I jump into the word, I have one announcement for you guys. And that is Cup of Coffee with Jesus and Faith Girl are presenting our very first fashion show. This is how we rock our faith. It's happening on April 30th. Um, first show is at 11 a.m. And the second show will be at 4 p.m. at 7045 Minstrel Way in Columbia, Maryland. 210.46 tickets are ten dollars for just regular participants or guests or viewers i guess i should say and for vendors is twenty dollars if you're in this area we would love to see you please come out and have fun with us you know we're just showing people how much fun it can be serving the lord how fashionable how fly how swagged out you can be serving god so if you're in the area come out and see us and hey if you want to catch a plane to come see us too feel free let the spirit move you okay bless the lord we know gas is high but um we thank god for provision so hey yeah check cup of coffee with jesus out and faith girl man we're super super excited about what the lord is doing in this season hey well let's jump into this word but before we do let us pray father we thank you for this opportunity to share the word of god with your listeners lord we thank you for allowing us to be vessels for your kingdom God to use our platforms for your glory Lord we love you we honor you we thank you for saving us we thank you for blessing us with life the very breath in our lungs to use for your glory now God I pray you bless listeners here now in the present in the future and um, have your way have your way Holy Spirit Um, I surrender to you I love you and I bless you for this opportunity in your sweet name I pray let's do it amen Come on in, Lord. Come on in, Lord. Come on in, Jesus. Come in this room. Can y'all guess my title? It's Come on in, Lord. Y'all, I sat with this this topic for weeks. And honestly, it was supposed to be released last week. But I was like, Lord, I need a little bit more time to gather my thoughts because I feel like this is really going to pierce some hearts as the word of God should because Hebrews 4 12 tells us that the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword piercing to the dividing center of soul and spirit so we want and morrow like that's the word we want God's word to convict and um I sat with this word for weeks and I was like, I don't want to rush this. I don't want to just put out content just for the sake of putting out content. I really want this to minister to people. I really want conviction to come back to our hearts because this thing has been on me for weeks. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about inviting the Lord into every aspect of our lives. Walk with me, guys, to Revelations 3.15. It says, I know all the things you do that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were one or the other. But since you are like lukewarm water, neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. You say I am rich. I have everything I want. I don't need a thing. And you don't realize that you are wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. 
So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Also buy white garments from me. So you will not be shamed by your nakedness and ointment for your eyes. So you will be able to see. I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your indifference. Verse 20 says, look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we will share a meal together as friends. Come on in, Lord. Y'all remember the last few episodes, um, we were talking about busyness and we entitled it busy much. And what we discussed was the importance of inviting the Lord into our everyday life, our personal life, spending that time with God so that, you know, life can, or our day could go a lot better. Yes, we have the capacity to do things on our own, but If we are believers, why not incorporate the Holy Spirit, which is our helper? It's free. He's there. Why not say, all right, come on in, Lord. Well, to follow up on this on that episode, I want to talk about inviting God into lukewarm areas of our lives. Here in Revelation 320, Jesus is practicing boundaries And um, I'm a person who just adores boundaries because it took me forever to establish them. Um, But I really appreciate that Jesus is like, you know what? I'm going to stand here and I'm going to knock until you let me in and decide that we need to sit and have dinner together. I love that he is practicing being a gentleman with the church. I love that he has called them out and said, hey, you're neither hot or cold. You're lukewarm. So I'm going to spew you out my mouth. Hey, you see all your riches and you you look like you got it together on the outside. But internally, there's some stuff that we need to deal with. There's some hidden iniquities and secrets that we need to deal with. And I love you so much that I don't want to leave you in error. I want to correct you. I want to love on you. So I need you to say to me, come on in. I'm not going to force my way, but I want you to say, come on in. And I just love that because I feel like we are in such a day and time where holiness is just is scarce, guys. And that makes me nervous. I'm not encouraging fear or condemnation because that is not what Jesus Christ does, but he does convict. And I've been praying lately, Lord, please bring conviction back into our walk with you, because sometimes we can depend on our gifts. We depend on the gifts to carry us through but we have to remember that the gifts are without repentance that it was nothing special that we did that made God say give them this gift but my heart cries out for every believer and non-believer today to turn to the face of God and be in a position of repentance to be in a position to say, Lord, I want to be holy in your eyesight. Lord, I want to get the sty out of my own eye. Lord, I want to invite you into these lukewarm areas of my life. And I want you to purify me as gold. Yes, God, I look good. I got the right clothes on. I have the right jargon. I know the right people. But internally, Lord, I know there are areas in my life that I need you to come and cleanse and deal with. 
God knows we're not perfect. He knows we're flesh. He knows we deal with temptation. In 1 Corinthians 10, 13, he says, hey, I'm going to give you a way of escape. Nothing surprises him. I mean, if you go back to the garden with Adam and Eve, after they had eaten or ate the forbidden fruit, the Lord knew he just wanted them to be honest with him. But instead they hid. And I feel like that's what a lot of us are doing today because we are allowing condemnation to keep us in a sinful state. But what the Holy Spirit is saying to us today is invite me in so that I can deal with those lukewarm areas. (laughs) He knows you be cussing on the side. He knows (laughs) your sinful nature. So why not invite him into those spaces? One song that I have been having on repeat for weeks now is an oldie but goodie, but it's, um, I don't know if it's a cover by Marvin Sapp, but, um, there's a song that he sings that goes, I'll keep you in perfect peace. And there's a part of the song that says, why should I be bound when God has set me free? And it repeats it over and over and over and over again. And I was just listening to that this week and I was like God this is rich this is good why should I be bound when you have set me free and I feel like just like it ministered to me I feel like that's what the Holy Spirit can say to you today why should you be bound to something when God can set you free in Galatians I believe it's 5 1 or maybe 6 1 I'm not quite sure but it says stand fast in the liberty and wherewith Christ has given you and be not entangled into the yoke of bondage again when God has set you free why go back to it If you need freedom, why not invite the Lord in so that he can correct and purify your thoughts, purify your mind, purify everything about you. God doesn't want to condemn. He wants to set you free. He wants to break the chains off of you. He wants us to be holy in his eyesight. You're going to look weird to the world. Let me just go ahead and put that disclaimer out there. People are going to try to figure out how in the world you have so much darn peace with all the chaos that is happening. They're going to ask that. They're going to be like, how is he or she smiling with all that the world has going on, with with all that they have going on in their life? And I would love for you to be able to respond. It's nobody but Jesus. You know, the beauty about having a relationship with the Lord is he carries you through dark seasons, not just good times. He carries you through dark seasons. He carries you when you're struggling. He carries you when you're thriving. He's with you through it all. That's what I love about him. So being in this place where you can just say, Lord, come on in. Come on in into my weak spots. Come on in into my strong spots. It's such a beautiful thing. I feel like in today's time, we have become so accustomed to the to the grace of God. We're coming up on Easter and we we know we celebrate it because we know what Good Friday was for us. We know that it gave us an opportunity um, to be accepted into the body of Christ, to have a chance to be a part of the lineage of God, the lineage of Jesus. We know what that means. But sometimes I feel like the sacredness of the cross has been lost. And again, this message is not to condemn because the Lord does not do that. But I pray for conviction today. I pray that God will begin to make us so uncomfortable in our sins that it stirs us to want to 
be on the straight and narrow. There are so many options out here. There are so many idols and gods presenting itself to us. But I pray that we would carve out time to say, Lord, teach me your ways. Lord, forgive me for I have sinned. Lord, deliver me from this wickedness that is in my heart. Deliver me from even the smallest of sin because God, I know if it's if you're not for it, then I'm wrong. That's my prayer today. For us to say, come on in, Lord. Because remember, like I said, he's he's not he's not going to force himself in. He's going to do like the word says. I'm going to stand there and I'm going to knock. He's already told you where the errors are. He's already told you, yeah, you look good on the outside, but I want to deal with some stuff on the inside. I want to deal with that stuff that nobody else sees. That thing you're struggling with at night. That thing that you're hiding behind. He said, I want to deal with that. I've been in this place, guys, where it's like, God, I just want my life to sing of your goodness. I, I Sometimes I just feel like, Action is better than words. I can post scriptures all day. I can quote them all day, but it's something when you're in the rhythm with the Holy Spirit. It's something when you can hear his voice when he says, don't do that. Or when he says, you know, you were wrong, right? Hey, you know, you can afford to tighten up in this area. Guys, don't be afraid to spend time with with God don't be afraid of his correction because he's flat out telling us in Revelation 3 that he wants to purify us as gold I don't just want us to look good in the latest fashion fashion but our hearts are all jacked up I want God to deal with that stuff man I have this one um one friend who God blessed me to mentor her daughter and one thing the Lord just kept telling me to pour into this this sweet young lady was keep your innocence, keep your purity. You know, don't be afraid to be different. And I wanted to teach her the importance of having an amazing relationship with the Lord. Like Jesus is dope. I don't care what nobody say. He has carried me through a lot of things and my joy is so full with him. And that's one thing I wanted to get across to this young lady and even to young people in general, because they have so much coming at them guys. You know, we millennials, we're, we're getting up there now. This is next generation coming up and my heart goes out to them. Um, but I believe if we equip them, they will be more than OK. I believe if we equip ourselves with the word of God, we will be more than OK, because let me tell you all something. This world is not going to get any brighter, but the church needs to. The church needs to. Say, hey, God, hey, we're messing up in this area. Hey, Lord, we're weak in this area. Hey, Lord, we're not hot. We're not cold in this area. We're very lukewarm. Hey, God, come in. How can we fix this? And he will if we invite him in and we say, if we say, come on in, Lord. Instead of hiding our sins, confess it to him. Repent and turn and watch God heal it. Make better choices be wise about who you're fellowshipping with be wise about what you're listening to and what you're putting before your eyes protect the anointing that's on your life protect the giftings that is on your life and more than anything I pray for the sacredness of the Holy Spirit to come back to us that the conviction and the fire of the Holy Spirit will come back into us please don't just rely on your giftings 
please, guys, please just don't rely on your giftings and fail to have a relationship with the Lord. I want us to be deliberate about spending time with him. I want us to be deliberate about admitting our weaknesses to him. My e-group leader was saying to us a few weeks ago how much better life could be or things could be if we had invited God into it in the first place. If we had prayed about everything before it escalated, how much sound would our decisions have been? How much more clarity would we have had if we said, Lord, look, I'm struggling in this area. Lord, look, I don't know about this. Lord, I'm about to pop off on this person. Help me. He already knows us, guys. So this it's pointless to hide. And I'm truly, I'm truly praying for conviction today because the world needs the church to stand up and be the church. We have to be separate. We're a part of this world, but we also are to be a part from it. We're supposed to walk different. We're supposed to talk different. And if we're not, I pray that we will begin to pray about our communication. Even me, I find myself saying, Lord, please don't let me lead somebody astray because of how I'm choosing to live in front of them. Please let my walk be real with you. And if it's not, God, I invite you in to convict me. Lord, help me not to just rely or abuse your grace for the sake of my flesh. God, it may be uncomfortable when you come in and you correct and you prune me. But Lord, I want that fresh fruit. God, I don't want my branches to break off for men to gather me and throw me into the fire, as your word says in John 15. But Lord, I want to be connected to the true vine and to the true branch. And even though pruning is uncomfortable, God, I bless you for this fruitfulness. God, I bless you for the fire that's purifying me. God, I bless you for your wisdom. God, I bless you for the fruits of this spirit God I thank you for the cross God forgive me for taking the cross for granted God forgive me for lacking holiness in this season God forgive me for looking like the world God help us ask him that today Lord help us when you're about to slip up Lord help me Lord help me Lord please 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 help me I've been reading this book, Boundaries, I think it's a great book because you can read it out of order. And there's a there's a chapter that talks about God and boundaries. And it talks about how God would much rather us be honest with him than to make vows to him, knowing good and well in our hearts that we're not going to stick with them. If you know that you're not ready to commit to something with the Lord, tell him that. This is what I mean by saying, come on in, Lord. If you know you're not ready for something like that, communicate that with him. He will much rather our honesty than us faking things. God is so patient. Like I said, in Revelations 3.20, he's sitting there and he's knocking. He's like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till you let me in. I'm going to wait. I'm patient, man. I'm telling you, I'm patient. And I'm so excited about that. One thing that I've been truly thanking God for lately is for him being slow to anger and for him not destroying this world. I hear a lot of believers say this a lot. I can't wait for Jesus to return. And me, I have a selfish agenda. I'm like, no, Lord, I'm good. Like, I, I really like it down here. I know, you know, life in heaven is going to be so much better, but 
Lord, I really like it down here right now. Uh, yeah, life be life. And, but Lord, I, it's, it's pretty dope. But one, one of the many reasons why I, I, that really bothers me to hear people pray that so, so much is that the fact that other people are not saved. And I will at least want my chance to witness to people. I know everybody's not going to come to Christ. And some people just like, you know what? This Jesus thing is just not for me. But God is not tarrying so that we Christians can suffer. Like, I sometimes I feel like it's so selfish for us to pray, Lord, come back right now. Because we know where we're going. But what about the people who are not saved? What about the people who don't know Christ? And y'all, we don't know the day and the hour when the Lord will come back. That's why I am saying invite the Lord now into those lukewarm spots so that your life can be a light to unbelievers. And God knows you're not perfect. We thank God for grace and covering us. Even in moments of weakness, I think the Lord allows us to be vulnerable in front of people. So people know, hey, you're human. We're going to make mistakes, but God's grace is sufficient. But what I am saying is don't take advantage of God's grace because you don't want to submit your flesh to him. Invite him into those lukewarm areas. Say, come on in, Lord. Come on into my prayer life. Come on into my marriage. Come on into my worship. Come on into my ministering. Come on into this business in my career in my singleness, in my friendships, come on in, Lord, shake some stuff up. I willingly, willingly yield my life to you and ask you to come on in. That's it, guys. That's all I have. I pray for holiness to pierce our hearts today, the reverence of the Holy Spirit to come back to us. Again, this message is not to condemn, but I do pray that it convicts. That we all will take the time to pray and say, Lord, show me myself. Lord, help me in my weak areas, even in my strong places. God, be my help. Guys, we love you. We thank you for listening in. And before I end this episode, I want to give somebody an opportunity to come to Christ if you've never accepted him as your personal Lord and Savior. God loves you. And like I said before, he's not tarrying in this world so that you will suffer, but he wants the opportunity. He's giving you the opportunity to come to him. So in this moment, I invite you to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. If you do not know him, he loves you. He died for you. He's waiting for you. He's so patient with you. And if you would like to accept him in this moment, just simply repeat this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. For I'm a sinner and I need to be saved. And if you said that prayer, you're saved, man. You're in the kingdom of God. I encourage you to get connected somewhere uh, with some believers, get some people who will pray for you. We're praying for you. We love you. We're excited for this decision that you have made today. Guys, we love you. We thank you for listening in. And until next time, you know what to do. Stay saved. Hey.